Hey friends, I'm Molly B. And I'm Molly Reed, and we're friends who love to read and talk about it. Welcome to Book Club with Benefits, a judgment-free zone to talk about all things romance, smut, and reading, where the only rule is no No shame. shame. So grab your favorite book, a delicious cup of something, and come cozy up with us. Hi, Molly Reed. Hi, Molly B. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have to share that Mm -hmm. last night, um, at the time we're recording this, last night I went to see Taylor Swift in concert, got to go to the Eras tour, Uh, so Mm -hmm. I am doing great today, very tired, (laughs) but I am still just like on cloud nine. Uh, And folks, this is not a visual medium, but... Molly B is wearing her era's swag. I am. I have been living in it all day, and I will yeah. for the rest of time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, what was your favorite song? Oh, my gosh. Oh, you can't ask me that. I- <laughs> <laughs> I no pressure. Just pick one. I literally don't know how to pick. I do think definitely one of the best. One of her surprise songs that night was Forever and Always, and that was incredible. But I literally, I can't pick. Like, the whole thing, start to finish, was just immaculate. Like, Mm. amazing. Mm. I'm, I, no, I've said this to you already, but I am so happy for you. (laughs) And, like, Forever and Always, one of her absolute best Amazing. Like, mwah, chef's kiss. What a dream. And you'll be seeing her so soon. I know. I can't I know. wait I to like fully debrief once we've both seen her. <laughs> I know. It's funny. I like I'm so I'm not like great in a crowd. Mm-hmm. Um and like a Taylor Swift <laughs> concert is like for sure if nothing else a crowd. Yes. Um and so I hadn't planned to see her. Um and then I got an offer I couldn't re- refuse mm-hmm. from my like older cousin who is very much my big sister hi Becca I'm sure she's listening to this um and she was is like one of the only people on the planet that could be like do you want to go see Taylor Swift with me and I would be like hell yeah so <laughs> yes I do <laughs> yes I do um so yes I am also gonna see her soon which uh, I will report back on how I'm uh processing <laughs> that experience for sure so exciting uh on that note though should we talk about what we're actually here to talk about (laughs) which is not taylor swift (laughs) sure 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 although okay i do want to say one thing about taylor swift that does bridge the gap to books Mm. i promise Mm -hmm. um i've heard that there is a book on um like a certain like online that people are buying that has no no name and no author but but the swifties think that it's a taylor swift book like that it's taylor (laughs) and that they have made it like number two pre-order oh my gosh like with zero um, information about it with like on kindle and amazon or whatever with zero information about the book because they think that taylor swift wrote that's so funny isn't that i love that energy (laughs) i love the energy i'm so desperately hoping that it's just like some (laughs) someone who's written some smut and is like now number two in pre-orders oh my gosh literally Um, like no matter what the outcome of the situation i think it's 
amazing. <laughs> right. <laughs> whether right. it is Taylor like, Swift, whether it's not Taylor Swift, like. Right. It's just, I just think that's so funny. That's anyway, so funny. Anyway. Which brings us to books. <laughs> um, so, Molly B., what are you reading currently? Okay. So, <laughs> I feel like, so the last time we recorded, um, you were telling us that you were very much in your, like, hockey romance era. I sure was, yeah. And I feel like between that and, like, preparing for today's episode, which, spoiler alert, if you don't already know, is hockey romance, it's, like, fully put me back in my sports romance era. It's all I want to read right now. Hell yeah. So with that being said, because I know you have already read this book, we have to talk about The Right Move by Liz Tom Ford, (gasps) because I read that this week and have not stopped thinking about it. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. I Okay, what's the one? Is that is the right move the second one in that series? Yes. Um the first one is the hockey one, right? Yeah, so the first one is hockey. It's Mile High. Um yes. which I like. I like that one. Less. Like that one was yes. good, but there were things I didn't love about it. Like, you know, it was it was fine. Um mm-hmm. but the right move is the sequel. And it's basketball, yep. so it's yes the brother and the best friend and the best of friend. the main character from the first one. Uh huh. It's so yeah. good. Like yeah, Ryan Shay is the blueprint. Like uh, like a hundred percent book boyfriend, like king of the book boyfriends. Yes, but also mm-hmm. indie. I'm obsessed with indie. Like I want to be indie. <laughs> Just she's so she's great. Um, I loved how he called her like Indianapolis in that book. <laughs> yes. <laughs> as like a nickname because her name was Indy. Yes. I love it. And then I loved that he called her Blue. Because her name is actually Indigo. <laughs> oh, oh my wow. gosh. I did I did love that book. It was so good. Um, I also just have to say, because you also read the series, I need a book about Rio like I need my next breath. <laughs> oh my <laughs> I know. Okay, I felt the same way about the baseball player that has the baby. Yeah, and I think I, we are getting a book about him. I think we are. I think are. he's the next one. And after I read the, I forget, I don't know. I was so, like, when I, I you know me, I read books out of order, so mm-hmm. I can't remember which order I read these books in. But when I read the first one, whichever one it was, um, the first one it, for me, not the first one in the series necessarily. <laughs> I was like, if the next book isn't about the baseball player with the baby, I'm gonna be yeah furious. And it wasn't, and I was fine. I survived, but I am obsessed with a single parent, especially single parent and nanny, which is what it's gearing up to Woo! be. So mm. excited, so exciting. Yeah. Oh, which reminds me, like, whenever you're ready. To read another re- reverse harem, mm-hmm. I totally recommend um, Nanny for the Neighbors. Okay, <laughs> we're always so in sync. I literally just downloaded that to my e-reader, <laughs> so I will definitely be reading that soon. Okay, perfect. Cannot yes. wait to hear. All- it's like three single dads plus Nanny. Amazing, ideal. It's ideal. giving like. Because I think we may have talked about that book before, and it's giving me, like, Baby Daddy vibes, that, like, the show Baby Daddy. Oh, oh my God, on ABC Family. <laughs> I used to <laughs> love that show, okay? 
<laughs> and that's what I'm picturing. Oh, like. my God. Oh, oh, my God. I haven't <laughs> thought about that show in such a long time. Doesn't someone, like, kind of famous play the mom of the two boys, the two brothers? In that yes, show? and I can't think of her name. She was also on Reba. <laughs> oh, my God. Does she play Barbara Jean? Yes. <laughs> I can't think of her, like, real name, but she was Barbara Jean. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. There was a period in the pandemic, Molly, speaking of Reba, where I could not stop watching old episodes of Reba. But it was, it would be like, it would be like 2 a.m. and I couldn't sleep and I'd be like, a single mom. I love that show. I love, I, I used to watch Reba, like, every day coming home from school (laughs) oh my god it was always on at like 3 30 and 4 on yes family yes so good i was also watching reba then (laughs) oh i wanted to be is the oldest daughter cheyenne yes and she is the like teenage she is the baby when she's a teenager with Mm -hmm. her high school boyfriend who's played by that hot guy i was gonna say she's played by that guy (laughs) that like (laughs) everyone loves (laughs) i wanted i was like Again, like, I wish that I could have this experience. <laughs> I was like, I know I shouldn't probably wish for a teenage pregnancy, but, like, how amazing would it be right. to be shy? <laughs> to be her. Right. right, right. Oh, oh, my gosh. Okay. Anyway, back on track. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, sports it. romance. That, that's where I'm at. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I do love a good sports romance. Have you read Coach by Daphne Perry yet? Not yet. I need to read it. I... Uh, I honestly don't know what I'm waiting for, but I am very excited about it because um, that one is the second chance sports romance, it, I believe. It is the second chance sports And isn't romance. it also single parent? Um, yes, I definitely read it and paid <laughs> attention. <laughs> and I know. I'm pretty it sure yeah, it is. It is. And Daphne Perry writes like the best single parent books. Yeah. And, and he is the single parent, I think. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think so. Yes. I really like <laughs> this is like last week we talked about you having like a more organized TBR than I do. I just have like literally no idea what I consume sometimes. I'll be like, I don't yeah. know. Did I read that? <laughs> Sounds familiar. <laughs> there have been times when I'll mention a book to you and you're like, never heard of it. And then when I start <laughs> describing it, you're like, I absolutely read that. <laughs> so embarrassing i just need to know the stuff that i've read but i'm like couldn't care less you know what would help with that if you used the story story (laughs) i know you made me download story graph i put one book on it you were like finally i'm making a story graph and you put two wrongs make a right i've never used it again I just do not have the attention span, I guess. I know. Sometimes Zoe will be like, what are you reading? And I'll be like, I don't know. <laughs> no idea what I'm reading. Could not tell you. Yeah. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> on that note, what are you reading? <laughs> <laughs> I do know. I do know. I do. So um, a friend of mine commented on our like priest reel on Instagram and mm-hmm. brought up um the Dark Olympus series. 
Yes. Uh, by Katie Robert. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I started Neon Gods. Neon Gods? Neon Gods. Neon Gods. What do you think? I loved Neon Gods. Okay. So, well, first of all, I feel like also last time we checked in, I was like absolutely at the end of my rope with like reading on my e-reader and on my phone. I just yes, like, I was un- I was unwell. I was like opening and reopening the the e-reader app on my phone and just whatever. I was a mess. So I decided to go to a bookstore and buy a book in person. Um, there's this like local bookstore in my neighborhood I really want to support and I mm-hmm. knew I just knew I was gonna like Neon Gods so I was like let me just own it I'll just buy it um so first of all I, <laughs> I'm like having an amazing time reading it mm-hmm. mainly because I'm like smelling a new book and I'm like holding it in my hands and it's I'm, a like, whole different experience I was like I said to Zoe I was like this is so cozy she mm-hmm. was like you can have this experience <laughs> all of the time you have a library card and I'm like yeah yeah (laughs) that's true that is literally true so I'm just like like absolutely having a blast reading Neon Gods I um I loved it I did love it I felt like it got a little slow in the middle Mm mm-hmm um, like I just kind of hit a bit of a lull where I was like, okay, we're having sex, we're kind of in love, we understand what the like challenge of our relationship is, but there's no like further conflict or tension coming right. up. Right. Like, where is this going? Yeah. Right. I was like, okay, like, uh, you know, they're like waiting for Zeus to attack and waiting for Zeus to attack and mm-hmm. waiting for Zeus to attack. And I'm like, <laughs> any time now would be nice. Yeah. Um. So I, I feel like it was like fifty pages shorter. I get that. Yeah. You know, but I did. I haven't fully finished it yet because I have been like savoring holding mm-hmm. a book in my hands, <laughs> which is just bananas to me. But anyway, I haven't <laughs> finished it yet. But I'm excited to finish it. I've loved it so far. Um. Spice is very good. The spice it. is so good. It's like, I don't know if you, I know you've read this. Um, I don't know how many of our like listeners have read um, Laura Olympus. It's a like mm-hmm. graphic, um, novelized, I guess, version of the Hades Persephone um, mm-hmm. myth. Uh, and <laughs> it's like so well done. Very beautiful. It's, yeah. Um, like graphic novel but it's online, so it. But it's beautiful art. The artwork is so beautiful. But I feel like Neon Gods is really satisfying. The like, the sexual tension part. Of yeah, Laura Olympus. That yeah, is not giving us in like Laura the Olympus. spice we want that yes. we don't get in, <laughs> in Laura, Laura Olympus. Olympus. Exactly, because Laura Olympus is a slow burn. Oh, like my the God. slowest burn I think I've ever read. It's yeah, it is. And you just end up on these tangents of other people's stories. Mm-hmm. I got to a point where I was like, I don't know who this person, I don't, I can't remember which character this is that we're yeah. following anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, anyway, I lo- I've been loving Neon Gods and I'm excited yeah. for the sequels. Yeah, I still haven't read the sequels. I do really want to though. I read Neon Gods, I don't know, maybe like <clears throat> a couple months ago. Um, it's definitely something I'm interested in continuing. 
Yeah. I um did you ever read Achilles? The Song of Achilles? Oh, that- yes, that was so embarrassing. <laughs> yes, that's what I meant. The Song of Achilles. Um yes, did you ever read The Song of Achilles? Yes. I love that book so much. I also love that book. And um one of the I just found out one of the sequels, like one of the books in the Dark Olympus series is Achilles Patroclus. How do you say his name? Pat- Patroclus, I think. Patroclus, thank mm-hmm. you. <coughs> yep. And um Helen. Yes, I saw that also and I am very intrigued <laughs> to yes. read that. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Like, Absolute big like, give me that. Yeah, green flags all the way around on yes. that one for me. I feel like I've finally settled into this episode. <laughs> we uh definitely had a case of the giggles in the <laughs> beginning, I feel like. Yeah, yeah. We're just like everything is funny. <laughs> yeah. And it's true. Everything is funny. It is. Okay. Um, do you want to answer a question from our audience? Yes. Give me a question. Okay. What do we got? So someone asked, um, how do you think authors pick kinks slash tropes in like smut and romance do you think it's based on personal preference or just like that's such an interesting question it is interesting and I think like an interesting addition to it is like thinking about how we as readers pick like books you know what I mean yeah like do we pick them by tropes or I don't know. I kind of think I feel like if I'm writing a romance novel, mm-hmm. the first one that I'm going to write is going to be a trope that I love. Yeah. I would think so too. And I feel like also thinking about like certain authors where I've read a lot of their books, like I mentioned before, like Devney Perry writes such a good single mm-hmm. parent. Like, I feel like her niche is like single parent books, second chance. Montana, generally. Right. They're all in Montana. But like she does that so well. And so you Mm -hmm. think like that's got to be her favorite tropes because she writes it a lot. Right. Because I I feel like you do tend to see authors. I don't want to say recycle tropes, but like reuse tropes that they probably love. Oh, Which I makes mean, sense. What what series were we talking Oh, it, I mean, in the pre-series last week when she right. back-to-back uses brother's best friend. Exactly. So and like, it it works. And so, yeah, like, it makes you think, like, it's got to be one of her favorite tropes if she's putting it into a series that right. much. I also think there's a layer, too, beyond just favorite when it comes to, like, kinky additions to books or like Mm -hmm. tropes in general that that does come down to like I think some authors get into writing because they don't they haven't seen what they want to read like they're not you know finding the thing that they like want or that is like engaging to them and so they just like like, pick up the pen and start writing it's a way Um, to like fill the gaps that you're seeing in you know in the genre yeah yeah, no, I think that's a great point. And, like, okay, here's my thing with this question. I feel mm-hmm. like kinks and tropes, I feel like 
we're kind of talking about two very different things in like approach because I feel like with tropes it's common to see authors like reuse things you know like of kind of Mm -hmm. like you know they love writing a second chance romance or whatever right but can't like talk about the pre-series again like the kinks in those books are all vastly different like between the three that's a good point which like I don't know I think I feel like I and I I feel like we this is probably already clear, but like obviously we're just speculating. <laughs> like Oh yeah, 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 yeah. We we don't know how authors pick these things. It it's like a question I wanna add to our list of like if one day we get to interview an author. Yeah, like, if we can ever know. have a guest, this is the number one, one question. question. Right. But I feel like with the topic of putting kinks in books, I don't know, to my perspective I would wonder if it's more almost like what you prefer to read the most or like almost like fantasy a little Mm -hmm. kind of like Mm -hmm. what do you want to explore and this is your place to do that I don't know yeah that's so interesting it's interesting too like there is such a distinction right between like a kink and a trope Mm -hmm. but also some of them like sometimes that line gets blurry like sometimes the trope is that it's kinky or like is right. that it is like a dump sub mm-hmm. you know like there are places where those two things really are the same and places where they're like totally different yeah parts of it. so yeah it, it's interesting to think i i feel like especially in a book like the priest series not to harp on a book we've already read we did say we will talk about this series <laughs> forever, forever so. yeah. uh forever starts right now um, yes no but i think in thinking about that it seemed clear to me that these are like things that she is exploring something bigger through mm-hmm. and i think that's true in a lot of in a lot of books right like that something bigger is being explored yeah um, and it's sometimes like something bigger is not really being explored and that's also fine mm-hmm. but like I do think there it's definitely tools right like and very artfully chosen um, yeah based on like the characters that they want to develop and the stories they want to tell and like the journeys they want to take yeah definitely it does make me think a little bit now too about like how advertising on books is done and like subsequently then how we pick books because I feel like tropes is used to market so much like a lot of times it's like printed on the top of the book like yeah like I think pucking around it says at the top of the book like a hockey why choose romance it's like great it's on the cover you know exactly what you're getting but I feel like we don't like I don't know, at least I haven't seen as much that type of marketing based on kinks of like, hey, this is Dom Sub or like there's a breeding kink in here <laughs> or like yeah. whatever. Like, yeah. I don't know. And like I said, like subsequently then how we pick books. Like I feel like I don't often know the kinks going into a book like I know the tropes I'm getting into. Yeah, I think that's a good point. I feel like um <clears throat> I feel like it's more 
grassroots almost like i feel like the girlies on tiktok are telling me like this is a praise kink book like you're like mm-hmm. praise kink. come out you'll love it. like um i feel like it's more word of mouth than it necessarily like yeah the, the marketing of the book unless it is like a book that is truly just like porn which is right you know, like more in the erotica realm erotica yeah exactly um so yeah, that is that's an interesting thing I hadn't considered, and I'm sure like so it's interesting. I I'm always curious as how authors choose to like uh, tag their books, especially mm-hmm. like if you're getting them um, online, you know, and you see like so, like sometimes I feel like especially in fanfic when you're looking at fanfic, it gives you like 100 like words that you're looking at about right. like, what's gonna happen um and that doesn't always happen in in like books mm-hmm. specifically um but i i love reading the bios and the like trigger warnings in books because i'm like what and then reading your book and seeing like yeah what i would have done you know like like what do you think about content warning or lack thereof in books? Mm. so i think and this is personal preference mm-hmm. but like I think an author should always at least have content warnings available and then it's up to the reader if they want to choose those or like choose to read those or not because yeah. I know like I I've agree. seen the argument that some people are like oh it's like a spoiler basically and in some cases I get that but like you don't have to read the list of content warnings if you don't want to but I I don't know I think they should be available to make sure that everyone can like protect their peace and have the best reading experience like if they need to not engage with your book to protect themselves they should know like they should be able to have the information to do that i yeah i totally like i rely on content warnings Mm -hmm. as a reader because i'm some things i just actually tend to read Mm -hmm. um But I totally hear people that are like, I don't want to know what I'm reading before I read it. Right. It's like, it's like, um, you know, I've heard people really like, people get into the debate about content, about like whether we should have it before movies or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear, like, I hear that point of like, you don't want the spoiler. You want to have that quote unquote authentic experience of like a story unfolding before you for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am just like, like you said, like, just don't read it then. Like, just don't just right. cover it. Because I think it's more important that it's there for people that need it than it's not there. Exactly. <sighs> okay. All right. <laughs> I, do you think that this brings us to uh, parking around? I, I, I think it's time to puck around a little. <laughs> Let's puck around and find out. <laughs> I was just going to say that, too. <laughs> Molly Reed, do you want to uh, give us a little synopsis? Maybe not a little synopsis, because this is a long book. (laughs) This was a long book. I had forgotten how long it it was when I was like, yes, let's do this book. And then I went back and looked at it, and I was like, holy shit, this book is long. I think I was just saying to you before we started this, because there's also, there's like a prequel novella Mm -hmm. 
And then yeah. there's also a like bonus fucking like ever after epilogue book, <laughs> which we'll talk yes. about. Oh, but yes, I we was will. like between all of these things, I'm pretty sure I read like over a thousand pages about this couple this week. Yes. It 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 was a lot. <laughs> It, it in that way it kind of felt like a Sarah J. Mass book. I was like, it's going mm-hmm. on and on and on and on, and I'm here. Still. <laughs> we are in it. <laughs> yeah, I. It's so funny, Molly. I'm remembering now. I read a book after I read this book, mm-hmm. and it ended, and I was like, that book was so short, and that book was like 300 pages. <laughs> that was a normal length book. <laughs> was a normal length book. <laughs> um, okay, so a synopsis for pucking around. Yes. Okay, so Pucking Around, let me set the scene, okay? <laughs> pucking Around opens with a young, professional woman getting into the residency of her dreams, mm-hmm. right? She's left medical school, she gets a residency placement, she's in sports medicine, she gets placed in this fellowship um, that is working for a doctor who I think turns out to be an asshole. Um, yeah. That part I didn't pay that much attention to, if I'm being <laughs> honest. But she works for this doctor that um, is part of a new franchise hockey team in Jacksonville, Florida. Mm-hmm. So she moves. To, I'm going so slowly. I'm so sorry. <laughs> she moves to Jacksonville. She um, meets this like hot equipment manager who mm-hmm. like like gathers her from the tr- the plane the train lol god i'm <laughs> off the absolutely off the rails tonight <laughs> but he um gets her from the plane um her suitcase flies open this is very important and her uh, octopus tentacle <laughs> vibrator falls out and he picks it up he's got a dog named Poseidon those just are these are two facts i'm listing about him his name is Caleb anyway she like gets settled. She eventually um, they are neighbors. They are neighbors. Mm-hmm. She gets like locked out. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, they have like <laughs> we are going scene for scene <laughs> through the seven hundred and fifty page. so unhinged oh my god (laughs) sorry as you were (laughs) go ahead this is great (laughs) oh lord okay um (laughs) so like previous to this experience there um is the another like man that she is like kind of holding out for who's this man that remains nameless. She doesn't know him. She met him in Mystery Seattle. Boy. <laughs> Mystery boy is what she calls him. She met him in Seattle. Um, and that's what I think the first book is. The novella is about is this. Yeah. In Seattle. That's like their like one night stand. Yes. Um, and then she finds out that it is like a hockey player on this hockey team named Jake. And so they they start hitting it off. It turns out Jake and Caleb are best friends. So the three of them, <laughs> for like almost no reason at all, they move in together. <laughs> um, the three yeah. of them, they start like seeing each other. They start having sex together. Uh, Jake and Caleb start like 
touching during that, <laughs> exploring themselves, their best friendship. <laughs> I'm really going shot for shot. I'm so sorry. <laughs> anyway, so <clears throat> then she also kind of starts having a fling with the goalie on the team. And then the, the four of them begin kind of exploring the dynamics of that. Mm-hmm. And they end up happily ever after. <laughs> That's all <laughs> I got. Ever after. <laughs> Pucking ever after, as they say. That's all I got plot wise. <laughs> please, please fill in any gaps. <laughs> I mean, that is. You hit all the important notes. <laughs> yeah, I took my sweet time, but I did get there. It is. I do feel like it is a very character driven book like when you boil it down not a lot happens no in this book but it's not boring no yeah right yeah i'm definitely not trying to say it's boring no no i I love this book yes but yeah it is very just focused on like the development of their characters and yes and their their dynamic individual relationships and their group relationship and like all of that yes um okay so all of that said Molly B, what did you think about this book? I loved this book. Mm -hmm. I thought it was so fun. I will say, like, I know we were talking about how long it was, but Mm -hmm. it didn't feel like it when I was reading it. Like, I I don't know. At no point was I bored or like, right, this is dragging on. Like, let's wrap this up. Like, I don't know. I, I really liked it. What did you think? Well, I think that's kind of one of the beauties in, like, um, like poly relationships in books and, like, reverse harems or why choose. Like, there is always something else to develop. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, in in books about, like, one couple that's two people, I feel like you kind of hit a point where you're like, well... <laughs> We've developed, We've developed as much as we can. As yeah. much as we can, and they're together, and that's it. But in books where there are, like, multiple partners and multiple relationships, there's so many dynamics to explore um, and to work through. And mm-hmm. I thought that, like like you said, it is a character study in that way. Um, and there's not a lot of, like, external conflict. Yeah. It's mostly, like, them, the four of them, navigating, like, their comfort levels and this dynamic and what it mm-hmm. means and what it looks like. And um, I really loved this book. And I loved that about it, that it was yeah, kind of looking at something from all sides as opposed to, you know, there being, like, a a villain. Exactly. Yeah. I love a book that doesn't give us unnecessary conflict, which I felt like yes. this definitely hit. And I also, I don't know that we mentioned this. You do get all four of their points of view oh, in this yeah. book, which I think is really enjoyable, too, because, like, you're bouncing between a lot of different perspectives and seeing, I don't know, seeing their relationship unfold from a lot of different perspectives. And, yeah, I just really liked it. That's actually one of my, like, favorite things about the, like, trope of why choose slash reverse harem is like i love being able to see everyone's point mm-hmm. of view um and just getting the full picture of what's happening and what's developing next that i think is really interesting yeah so okay that leads me to something that i do want to talk about because hell yeah so this is the only the second reverse harem that i've ever read 
Sure. Um, I think I talked about it in a previous episode that I read Faking with Benefits by Lily Gold. It was a big moment. Yeah, you <laughs> we did were all very I, excited. I cried on the pod about it. Yes. So I remember, yep. Um, but so like I don't have much to compare this to, but this felt so different from that mm-hmm. book because that one like they're this like pre-established group of friends and so they move into this relationship honestly like really seamlessly mm-hmm. and it just felt like everything was like paced exactly the same like right. her I love you's came all in like the same moment to all of them and like right all of that where this felt more natural to me of like you're exploring these dynamics of like her and Jake have history and Jake and Caleb have history and like she like her relationship with Caleb developed at a different rate than her relationship with Mars and she told Jake I love you first like way before telling anyone else I love you like it just I don't know it felt like it developed at a much more natural pace and I don't know if that's like typical to the trope or not so, not as the pod expert on uh, reverse mirror, <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I just have like, I agree totally with that, and uh, you know, I've read a lot of this, I guess, trope. Um, and I find that often an author falls in, and I think especially Lily, Lily Gold, and I'm I'm not saying there's anything wrong with this because I love Lily Gold and I love her mm-hmm. reverse harems, but often an author does. The thing where it's like, um, exa- exactly like you said, like the pacing, like they all have sex around the same time for the first time. Mm-hmm. They all meet at the same time. They all have sex. You know what I mean? They all fall in love at the same time. It's It can often be like a joint I love you as opposed to like individual I love yous. And then the tension is like with the group and the individual because mm-hmm. it's like three best friends like the tension and then you know, it wraps up happily and in that there is like one of the partners that might be hesitant you know like one's a little standoffish one takes a little bit of time to warm up like mm-hmm. i'm thinking in um faking with benefits the like old teacher of hers yeah like he takes a little bit of time to come around um <clears throat> but that I feel like that is a very similar, like, flow or very familiar flow to, a, like, a reverse harem book. You know, it's, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of, like, how a rom-com has the same storyline. Like, that's right. the flow. But this book felt very authentic to me. Mm-hmm. It felt like, it felt like a real experience and how something would maybe be more likely to happen in real life. Mm-hmm. You know, like you have a connection with one person and you you figure that out and then you find out you also have a connection with this other person and you all kind of navigate through it. And then suddenly like that feels set and you're like, oh, shit, like there's also you know what I mean? There's also this. Other right. Person. Like it just felt more like an actual person <laughs> navigating through stuff as opposed to I think in some ways there's like a fantasy element to some reverse harems that are a little more like. Yeah. I met these three hot firemen, <laughs> you know, and it's like, okay, but this is just, it had a different pace. And I like yeah. That. Yeah. Which I liked a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I just loved this book. I loved it so much. Mm-hmm. Um, 
do you want to talk about the smut? We gotta. I mean, we gotta. <laughs> gotta. The smut was so good. The smut is book. so good in this book. Like, I-, I was thinking this whole week. I've been thinking about like where it falls, like next to the smut from Priest, mm-hmm. and I'm like, both are incredible. I mm-hmm. think very different from each other, but very the different. Smut the smut in this book, I it is so good, and I love. I feel like it has like a little bit of everything in it. Yeah. Like, yep. I don't know. It's not heavy on any particular kink. You just kind of get to like dabble <laughs> with a whole uh-huh. bunch of kinks, and it was a lot of fun. Honestly, it's so fun. It's so fun, and like I, I felt like there was a good balance between like group sex with everyone and group sex with mm-hmm. like two people and like one-on-one sex um it just felt like there was like a bunch of all of it all over yeah. the place um yeah the one of my favorite like <laughs> not to get too into it because i <laughs> <laughs> no let's get do- into it <laughs> okay i loved the scene like i loved the undercurrent in this book um with like the truth bombs in the kitchen what do they mm-hmm. call that the um sudden death sudden death in the kitchen yeah, yeah. sudden death in the kitchen where like they where just they, like, like have to tell the truth they have to tell the truth um and i love that scene when it first happens with the three of them mm-hmm. when she's like yeah i do actually also like have feelings and an interest and a vibe with ilmari and the jake and caleb are like huh <laughs> yeah what and then they have that sudden death and then they have that sex scene mm-hmm. that smut scene Whew. where she's like she and caleb are going back and forth being for lack of a better word daddy yes and i was like wow <clears throat> wow yeah wow <laughs> daddy caleb was daddy a caleb. whole vibe in this book mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. His mm. piercings? Can His we piercings. Talk about that? Yeah, I had to Google. I had to do some Googling. Wait, okay, so also the scene. I think it's. I think it's one of the first times Omari comes over and is like still unsure of like how he feels about this. Like he's like, I have feelings for Rachel, but like I don't know about the rest of this. Yeah, and he's like, who are these two little boys? Right. Yeah. And he sees that Caleb has his dick pierced and is like just so curious and he's like so curious he's just like I just want to like see what it's like and so they're like you can touch it and Jake walks in and is so jealous and I think you're in Jake's perspective and he's like why is this random man touching my Caleb and I was like I'm living for this (laughs) Like, I don't think I can wait to talk about Jake and Caleb. Their relationship with each other, their, like, friends to lovers arc is my favorite part of this book. I wasn't prepared going into this for that, like, best friends to lovers arc. Mm -hmm. Right. It was so good. I feel like this whole book, like, don't get me wrong. I love, like, all of the relationships, all of the dynamics. The smut was so good through all of it. But the whole book, I was just like, give me Jake and Caleb 
one-on-one that is all I'm waiting for I was dying for it I was like listen Rachel you're cool whatever but get out get out (laughs) (laughs) like I need to see like Jake and Caleb having their like they're like they're like I like I was dying for them to be in love and to like talk to me about it when Jake finally says to him like I'm in love with you and Caleb's response is fucking finally I was like I felt that in my soul (laughs) like I was like same Caleb same so I like (laughs) I did not realize and maybe I just missed this in the beginning of the book but I didn't realize that Caleb was like queer and out I okay I had the same confusion because there was a part between I don't I think it was actually that first like sudden death scene in the kitchen mm-hmm. between Rachel, Jake and Caleb where she thinks something along the lines of like like she knows that Caleb's in love with Jake and she thinks something of like I'm not trying to out him just kind of like opening the space for him to feel like he can like tell Jake how he feels. Right. And then, like, as the book progressed, it made it seem like Caleb has been out, like, since college. And then I was kind right. of confused. I was like, it seems like Jake does already know. I don't, I don't know. I was a little confused, too. Yeah, I was, I was confused because when we, we got towards the end. <sighs> oh, gosh. Hold on. I just need a moment of silence for... I love Jake and Caleb so much. Sorry, when we got towards the <laughs> end and they're having that like um that fucking incredible fight scene mm-hmm. in the locker room. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In the hockey world they call it the barn is what I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um we know sports. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I was like, this is so unrelated, but I was at a bar the other night and like a hockey game was on TV and I was like <laughs> I know about that. <laughs> I love hockey. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so which one of you wants to fuck which one of you? You know? Um, anyway. But yeah, they're having that like this huge fight in the in the barn. Um, and then they like because they've they're playing the team that Caleb got injured playing mm-hmm. and that I think that's the moment when they like yeah. start hooking up for the first Everything time. Everything just kind of reaches like a boiling point. A boiling between point. Them. Yeah. Um, and it seemed like it wasn't a surprise to some of the other like players, et cetera, that Caleb was queer. Yeah. And I, I just, I was under the impression, and maybe this was like a false assumption of mine, but I was under the impression that it was like, he's queer and it's on the down low. Right. Yeah. I don't know. It but. is definitely possible that we both just like missed. Something. Sure. This book was seven hundred pages long, <laughs> it so was. it's highly possible. It that is we... possible. Yeah, but yeah, I, yeah. I also got a little confused with that. Yeah. But regardless, but I, God, their relationship also, was so good. God, I was so happy that like Jake's journey to like recognizing his queerness, recognizing his feelings for Caleb, um, wasn't like deeply brutally painful 
Yes. I feel like so much book in books, someone's like path to like discovering their queerness is so like brutal and painful and filled with like homophobic family members, etc. Mm-hmm. And this didn't feel like that at all. It just felt like beautiful. It was beautiful. It was. I loved them so much. And I really did also like um Mars, Ilmari. Yes, I did and love I, Ilmari. I liked him and Rachel and their relationship with each other. I thought it was really tender in a way that her relationships with the others mm-hmm. weren't. I don't know even if I can like really put that to words. Um Yeah. It well I think that's kind of the thing is like her dynamic which with each of them is so different. different. Like her right. and Jake, it's very like over the top, mushy love Puppy confessions dog. all the time. Yeah. And yep. like her and Caleb are super like always bantering, always like kind of picking on each other and like whatever. Mm-hmm. And then like her and Omari, like you said, like it's their relationship is so tender and sweet and like yeah, which I love though. Like I love that. They, I don't know. They all looked different. Yeah, I feel like in some other reverse harems I've read, like I think that's really hard for an author to achieve, right? Mm-hmm. It's like if you're writing, when you're writing a book about two people being in love with each other, it's kind of easy to have like two different personalities, you know, and mm-hmm. it it creates one dynamic, and the book is then over. But right. when you have these shifting relationships, there are, hold on, let me do math. There are five people involved, four people involved, four, four people involved. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Whoa, I'm bad at estimating. There are four people involved. It's four totally different personalities mm-hmm. and four totally different dynamics. And I, I loved that none of the relationships felt similar to each other. Right. Like Jake and Caleb have a best friendship turned like loving relationship that feels totally different than like the best friendship between Rachel and Caleb or like yeah the mushiness between Rachel and Jake or like the you know what i mean like it all felt different um and i liked that i i appreciated it yeah again i, it, I agree it contributed to this book feeling like a more authentic portrayal of like a polycule of like a mm-hmm. A couple, uh, like a, gr- a group, right? Yeah, yeah, completely agree. I almost said a gruple, which I don't think is a term, but it <laughs> could be. <laughs> but I would like to. Who do that. I submit <laughs> my recommendation to? <laughs> I feel kind of good about it. Um, yeah, I don't. But again, like. I loved this book. I loved the relationship between all of them. For me, it was all Jake and Caleb. I was like, it, give me. It really was. Give me a just full side quest book that's just them. Yeah. Ugh. Can I be completely honest? Yes. Oh. Jake and Rachel on their own uh, kind of annoyed me a little oh. bit. Like. No, yeah. They were yes. so insta love. Like when he first said I love you to her, I was like, excuse me, what? <laughs> like you've known her for half a minute. Yeah. 
he calls her Seattle <laughs> because oh. that's where they met. <laughs> I hated it. Worse than Seattle Mall for me is when he calls her Seattle Girl. Seattle Girl Ugh. is the worst. Oof, I didn't like it. Caleb calls her Hurricane. That's cute. I like that. Fine. I- I'm surprised at how much I liked Hurricane. I wasn't, when it first started, I was like, ugh, big eye roll. And by the end, right. I was like, yeah, you I was like, that's cute. call her Hurricane. Yeah. yeah. Ilmari calls her some, like, Finnish term of endearment. I forget what it was now. Oof, it was... Rakas? Yeah. I don't know if I'm I saying think... that right. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That's super cute. I loved Love having that. the, like, key of Finnish words at the beginning yes, of the book. that I was helpful. Referring back and forth, <laughs> like, to translate. Yes. But, oh, Seattle girl? No. No. I... I have to tell you, I agree. Like, I think that I loved the way that Jake was with Caleb. Like, still puppy dog, still, like, kind of golden retriever, a little, Mm -hmm. like, annoying. But it felt more, like, rooted in something real. Yes. And him and, and, and for me, I didn't read the novella that comes Mm -hmm. first. So I kind of chalked this up to that like I just hadn't had the background or the context but yeah the like the insta love of it and like I think once again like not to bring my own damage to the pod but I just do not believe in insta love like that like I don't believe in like a a dude making eye contact with me from across the bar and being like, that's it. She's the she's one. the one. You know, like, yeah. I don't I just don't believe in that. Um, and so, yeah, I just. I find it interesting that you hesitant. said, like, because you didn't read the prequel novella mm-hmm. where, like, I did read the prequel novella. And I I thought that was why I found them annoying, because I thought they were kind of insufferable like I'm not gonna lie I read the novella first and I Uh was like I don't know if I'm gonna like this book because I didn't like the novella and granted I did love the book then but so I find that interesting that like yeah yeah I I agree with you I was skimming when it was just them more than I was like Mm. Mm-hmm. And, I, like, I just felt like he kept saying over and over again, like, you're my person, you're my person, you're my person. And I was, like, like kind of pissed for Caleb. I was, I like, was Caleb like, is right there. Yeah, <laughs> he can hear you. That's rude. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm glad I'm not alone in that. <laughs> no, you're not, you're not alone Because I was, like, I felt like that was a really unpopular opinion coming out no and like I really liked like I really liked the like smutty scenes when it was Jake Caleb and Rachel Mm -hmm. but I like was also I was kind of annoyed when it was like him saying terms of like you know yeah when he was chatting during it I was like okay buddy like Mm -hmm. yeah I don't know it's hard because those like big like um sweeping statements of like you're the only person I love or you're my you know what I mean like you're my person it's so hard when you're in a 
relationship with more than one person to be saying those those right. things. You know what I mean? It it makes them feel disingenuous a little mm-hmm. bit. And maybe that's what I I struggled with. I felt like he was a little disingenuous on his journey maybe. I hadn't I don't know. thought of it that way, but I think that's a really good point. <sighs> anyway, I I want to talk about Ilmari on the plane just in general. Yes. Yes. <laughs> him having like him needing her to sit next to him on the plane. Gosh, the scene when um they were flying to Cincinnati for his like scans and he tried to pay someone a thousand dollars to move seats yes so that he could sit next to her and this was before they were even together they hadn't even kissed yet i don't think i don't think they kissed until they get to cincinnati they had that one kiss oh yes you're right yes and i think maybe that had happened but they hadn't like discussed a relationship in any capacity at this point right and he's literally trying to pay someone a thousand dollars just so he can sit next to her on the plane <laughs> Gosh. It was so, and then he like moves back and sits in coach mm-hmm. to sit next to her um can we talk about the grand gesture at oh the end of this book yes um we're at the end of the book and the like they're all together right like jake and caleb are together and they're also both with rachel and then Rachel is with Ilmari. Yes. Right? So they're this, that's the dynamic. And they're all together and they're trying to figure out kind of like how to quote unquote come out. Mm-hmm. Right? Like they want to be public. Maybe they don't want to be public, but they're like hoping to be more public. Right. Um, and just more open about their relationship. And um, Rachel, I guess needs some time to think about it and she flies to los angeles Mm -hmm. to be with her family her dad by the way randomly is like the lead singer of this book this book's equivalent to like the rolling stones yes um i thought that would be like way more relevant i think than it was really wasn't (laughs) it really wasn't super relevant um (laughs) besides he him having like an excellent pr team right yes um and while she's out there, she, like, doesn't have – she turns her phone off? They took her fo- – they swapped her phone. They swapped her phone. Okay, you're right. They she, swapped like, her phone. She, thought she had her phone, but she didn't. But she didn't. They swapped her phone, and they orchestrate this whole thing where they, like, come out. Like, Jake and Caleb go on talk radio and are like, we're together, and we're gay, and we're in the NHL. And um, – but then they're also, like – but we're also with right Rachel and Omari and basically like the, whole like the three of them just like do, do all it. the work of coming out and they she gets to this the arena like they take her to a game like she goes to a game with her mom and she gets to the arena and she's wearing a jersey that that she's been given that's like one of the boys and um she walks in and there's like crowds of people cheering her name and there's mm-hmm. all these signs and she's just kind of like blindsided with the fact that they've come out overwhelmed and rightfully so right um and then you know the whole thing is that like all the all of the men changed their last name to be her last name and they're announced on a loudspeaker and there's all this like groundswell Mm -hmm. overwhelming support and she's like oh how beautiful the end right yeah and i was pissed i hated it 
<laughs> I would be furious. I if, if am they did that to me. Generally, like anti grand gestures in books. Yeah. And, like, mm-hmm. this one especially, I was like, I hate this. Also because I think, I forget who says it at one point that I think it might be, like, her best friend is, like, I told you guys she would hate this. And they're like, yeah. haha, but it's fine. And then right. she's like, you're right, it is fine. Even though she was, like, crying in the bathroom about it, like, a minute ago. Yeah. And the jersey, like, has their, like, new name on her back. Like, it, yeah. I was so mad for her I was like don't like to to come out on a national scale like that in an unconventional Mm -hmm. relationship I don't even like saying unconventional relationship but in like a relationship that will be new information for a lot of people um it's like it's just so inappropriate of them to do it without her like I don't know I know it's something they had been discussing but I still just felt like they kind of took some of her autonomy out of the situation like totally in how that information was shared and like in what capacity like I don't know they made all those decisions without her and, and just, like, threw her into it then. Like, she had no idea that any of that had been going on. Like, I don't know. I, I just didn't right. like it. I hated it. I was, like, and I am, like, an adamant anti-prank person. Mm-hmm. Like, I hate pranks. I do not want my reality to be fucked with in any way. No. Like, and I don't want to fuck with anyone else's sense of reality. And it's just, it rubbed me the wrong way like yeah. the fact that they just upended her life mm-hmm. without telling her yeah and like i do like that they all have her last name that was cute that's cute and also it's a conversation that she should be a part of right what if she doesn't want her last name exactly yeah i, I just yeah i completely I was, agree it rubbed me re- and like to, i mean <laughs> i hate a grand gesture especially if it's like we're at a sporting game and you're on the jumbotron. Mm-hmm. My nightmare. And I'm proposing to you. Totally my nightmare. Yeah. I love being, I love having attention. Obviously, I've started a podcast. You know, like I don't, <laughs> I'm not afraid of attention. I don't want attention on that scale. No. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. <sighs> yeah. It really, it really grind my gears. Ground my gears. Ground. Grind, grinded, grinded, grinded my gears. Grinded sure. my gears. Yeah. Sure. <sighs> okay. Ugh, okay. So we haven't talked about the Jersey scene. We haven't talked about the Jersey scene. A scene that I was remarkably into. It I was, was so good. <laughs> yeah. I was like, okay, first of all, first and foremost, okay, for a group of people that is not quote unquote out yet. Mm-hmm. I was like, y'all are behaving out of the out of the box. Yes. I feel like it's very clear what's happening, and maybe that's just because I'm on the inside. But like, we should explain the jersey scene first. Like, yes, but yes, go ahead. You t- you tell us. So basically, there's a game that um, Rachel and Caleb don't have to be like down at the bench for. I don't remember why. I guess they just like have the night 
off. I yeah, I, I honestly don't either. remember the context of why that was that they were they were allowed to like watch the game from the stands rather than being down with the team where they normally <laughs> are. <laughs> Listen, there were a few things um that felt maybe a bit inconsistent. Yes. That, um I think we're for the good of uh the smut. And I'm fine with that. And I'm fine with that. Like, listen, I don't actually know the first thing about hockey, so I don't really care if things were, like, inaccurate. You could tell me that, like, every hockey player's uniform had, like, bright neon green pants. And I'd be like, sure. (laughs) That's probably right. That's probably right. (laughs) Yeah. that, That checks out for me. But so, for whatever reason... They were in the stands for this game. <laughs> yes, they were. So Not, Rachel, I, I might, like maybe <laughs> neglecting their jobs, honestly. But maybe whatever, honestly. An um, anti-capitalist take. <laughs> but so Rachel shows up in Ilmari's jersey, right? Yes. Yes. And Caleb shows up in Jake's, in Jake's jersey, jersey, which was a whole thing. <laughs> A whole thing. This is before Jake and Caleb have, like, expressed their feelings to each other. Right. Right. So it's, like, very teasing. Yeah. Jake's mad about the whole thing. (laughs) And then they switch jerseys. They do. Yes. So it's, like. Which then makes the other. And then everyone is home and everyone is. Whoo. Getting <laughs> getting tied up in something or other. I feel like that may have been peak. The best peak. spicy scene in for the sure. whole book. For sure, for sure, for sure. Without a doubt, 100%. It was yeah. just so good. I it, also, I think one of it, the things... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I feel like the tension that, J- like, that Jake showed in that scene made me more interested in him. Yes. For like, yeah, I was like, hell yeah, this feels more real than his like obsessive puppy dog thing with yeah. Him. And like, I love because I feel like it's like Jake first notices basically that Rachel isn't wearing his jersey, and he's like yes. mad, but he skates yes. over to them and then notices that Caleb is wearing his jersey for the first time ever in their whole like friendship. And, like, then he is experiencing very different emotions from the anger he was just feeling. And it's, like, I don't know. I think it's a huge part of, like, their development. Like, I don't know. I also just, like, I think I loved it so much, too, because I love, I love Rachel and Caleb's dynamic. And I love that that whole thing was them just wanting to stir the pot. And yeah, just they wanted like, to fuck around. Yeah, like, they're just like, yeah. how riled up can we get them? Yes. And they succeeded. Oh, okay. Something I want to talk about is the Jersey thing generally in a sports romance trope. I like, love it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. I love how obsessive all of the men in a, like, sports romance get when someone is wearing their jersey yes like yep 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 yep. yeah i am (laughs) i am very 
I'm very into any variation of that scene. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yes. Yeah, but no, this was it was so good, and the spice right. that followed it was so good. And just yeah. And, yes, and I did like going back to the grand gesture. Like I did like that they changed their last names, and so the jersey that she wears was both of theirs it had one number on the front and one number on the back Mm -hmm. and it had their last name like their collective last name yeah and i like that as a solution to the like who's gonna wear which jersey Mm -hmm. i think that's nice um if only you know they hadn't (laughs) if they had autonomy hey are you cool with this (laughs) right (laughs) yeah exactly I want to give us both some feedback right now and say that we haven't talked about the tentacle vibrator like nearly enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we should uh, circle back on that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's uh-huh. explore that a little bit Let's more. Let's explore that. Uh, I can't. So I read this book before we decided to do it on the pod mm-hmm. and the tentacle vibrator comes up early. It, one of the first chapters. One of the first chapters, it, it absolutely, as I told you in the beginning in my synopsis, it falls out, tumbles out of her suitcase. It explodes out, <laughs> it of, explodes her out of her suitcase. And he, and Caleb picks it up for the first time. Because um, it comes up later in some fun ways, I will it say does. that. It does. But I can't stress how I'm sitting alone in my house reading this book. Uh, once again, can't stress enough, mm-hmm. alone in my house. And it's like, tentacle vibrator and i just screamed molly (laughs) (laughs) i was like i was like i need to convince molly b to read this book by whatever means necessary i know already i am not afraid to use the podcast as an excuse (laughs) to get her to read this book i do man this is getting off topic for a second but i love the first episode we ever recorded, I wanted to talk about that book I had read that had like surprise tentacles surprise in it. Surprise tentacles. And I was so nervous about bringing it up. Like, I was just like, I don't know if I should like, I think I had asked you like, is it weird if we talk about <laughs> tentacles? And now we're like, tentacle vibrator. It's oh, apparently a thing. Yeah. And that just. We are onto the freaking breach. That's for sure. I left, loved yeah. it. I also, this is, like, such a small thing, but so when it happens, because this is, like, the first time she meets Caleb, and she's like, haha, oh my gosh, that's a joke gift from my friend, like, oh my gosh, <laughs> it's never this is been so embarrassing, <laughs> and then it's, like, literally later that night, because she's just, like, at her, that's when she, like, gets locked out, um, which I think was in your synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> it, it sure was. I almost started talking about how she gets locked out and then tries to jump from her well, her balcony. So to that's what I'm about to talk about because she's Perfect. climbing over to his balcony and he's helping her. And she's just kind of like word vomiting because she's like had a day. And sure. she just starts saying like, of course I've used the tentacle vibrator. It's amazing. Like, she's talking about, like, all the best settings on it with Caleb, who she has just met. And I was just, like, cackling. Like, I was like, this is, this is amazing. Like, I just yeah. love it. Oh, I also love, I can't believe it's taken us this long to bring it up. We but mentioned I, it so casually and just moved on earlier. Just left it right in the dust. Um, no, something else I want to talk about, Molly, is 
like her it, her dynamic with Caleb in the beginning and throughout the whole book I love but in the beginning when she meets his dog and mm-hmm. refers to him as daddy to the dog <laughs> and you can just tell that he is like internal shrieking about you're that. in his perspective aren't you At and some he's point, yeah and he's just like very into it <laughs> yeah. again we're in like one of the first chapters and I was like all yes. right here we yes. go <laughs> yes and later when um she like I think she calls him baby while they're like <clears throat> being intimate and um <laughs> he's like he said he says I'm not your baby oh <laughs> I liked that part <laughs> you're absolutely that. right daddy right right, right. <laughs> um okay I think it's time. Because, so, oh my gosh. <laughs> okay, so when we were preparing for this episode, I just this is context for the listeners. I <laughs> did force Molly B to carve out some time to read Pucking Ever After because something huge happens in Pucking Ever After. So I do love to again given a little context because you were like, there's something we have to talk about in Pucking Ever After. And I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I think I had asked you, like, what is it you wanted to talk about or like what chapter is it in or something? Right. You and were you like, were like is you'll it know a baby? it. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you were like, you'll know it when you. And I was reading as we were texting about this. You're like, you'll know it when you read it. And then I read it and I text you. I was like, OMG, okay. I just read it. I know exactly <laughs> what you want to talk about. So, um, and this is, this is a spoiler. So if you haven't read Pucking Ever After yet, maybe skip this part. We'll give some timestamps in the, in the info. But, um, so up until this point, right, to the end of the book, they, they do get married. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. You don't see it, but like in the epilogue, they are. Married. married right and the way that they've like done that and fit into the like bullshit heteronormative mm-hmm. world that we live in is that jake and caleb got married and rachel and elmari got married yeah but they were all together and they all were like they refer to it as like an informal wedding of yes. like they all refer to each well i shouldn't say all like rachel refers to all of them as as her husband. her husband's and, like, and they all call her their wife. Yes. And, and Jake, and, Jake Caleb and Caleb are married. Our husbands. Yes. yes. Okay. So that is where we leave off, right? It's like there is the triad relationship. There, that's like Jake, Caleb, and Rachel. Mm-hmm. And then there's Jake and Rachel. And then there's Rachel and Omari. And these are all, or I'm sorry, Jake and Caleb. Did I say that? You, I, I think you said Jake and Rachel, but yes. But I meant Jake and Caleb. Jake and Caleb. So there's. And then there's Rachel and Ilmari. And, like, they all, whatever, they are together, but there is this distinction. Like, there is this wall between Ilmari and yes, the the boys. The boys. (laughs) The boys. Um, (laughs) And, and, go ahead. Well, I was just, like, there had been, throughout the whole book, there was also that line during any group sex as well of, like, Omari was only ever touching <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> like, there was never any other like crossover there. God, I'm I'm just 
also LOLing once again at us, like in the first episode, being like, Do you think we can say reverse harem? And now we're like, So in the group sex scene, <laughs> let's set the scene, light of the land. <laughs> oh, God, it's so funny. Okay, all of this to say, in the in Pucking Ever After, that boundary is fucking blown through. Oh, my gosh it's so good it's so good all of a sudden ilmari is like i love like and the and the boys are in love and they're all having sex and i jaw on the ground so uh, i'm overwhelmed (laughs) so the whole scene it's a very sweet scene they're basically all they're kind of fighting be mm-hmm. over who is whose emergency contact and it's like this right. whole thing and it started because jake referred to mars as his best friend and caleb got mad about it and it's like right. this whole thing and in kind of like in having this conversation ilmari finally kind of is like you are both mine just as rachel is and like kisses both of them and i was yeah. already like 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 full lip contact, like lip to lip, tongue mouth as well, to mouth like, tongue, ev- and li- I'm already like jaw on the floor, and then the spice that followed, <gasps> I was screaming. I'm I okay. When I downloaded Pucking Ever After onto my e-reader, I was like, it'll be six little chapters of like mm-hmm. sweet stories about these people that I love. And I get on the bus with my partner. We're going to dinner, okay? And it's a long bus ride. So I'm mm-hmm. like, I'll, I'll do some reading. She's reading. I'm reading. We're sitting on the bus. I am immediately furious that I have done this. I'm like, I cannot react. Need to just keep a I straight face while reading this. My jaw was literally on the ground. And Zoe looked up and was like, what? And I was like, I can't tell you right now. <laughs> we can't talk about it. Something has happened to me. And she's like, are you okay? And I'm like, the book I'm reading is... I've left the planet. I'm off planet. I'm on Mars. <laughs> there it is. I knew I'd landed eventually. Oh, it no, was so it good. It was so good. And also, like, I don't know. I kind of love that it didn't come until this, like, bonus. Because I think. Yes, it grew naturally. It's correct like, the authenticity. If I'm wrong, I think it's, like, three years later. Yeah. Like, it's it's been a significant amount of time. And I yes. I like that that wasn't forced to happen within the confines of the book. That, like. Right. It's just something that developed like oh right. I just love it. It's it's the and this is the thing I loved about this book is the Emily Rath really leaned into everyone in their own time. Like Yes. Everyone in their own time. And El Mari was still loved and cherished by all of them, even though he was like this part isn't for me right now. Mm-hmm. And eventually it became for him and I was like I, I've never been so happy for a like book character yes than i was in this epilogue oh my gosh it was so good it was so good i want i want her to write 
like vignettes about them forever. And I forever. think she will like this is called volume one. Volume one. <laughs> I'm obsessed with authors doing like extended epilogues or like epilogue novellas, whatever, of like literally like I want no conflict. I want no tension. I just want like to read these characters living their lives. And that's exactly what she did here. And it was just, I was just so happy. Like, so happy. God, I just, and it felt like, I'm trying to figure out how to say this because I don't like, I don't want it to come across that, like, in order for this, like, kind of relationship to feel right to me, like, everyone has to be together. Because I don't think that's true. No. But with the four of them, the five of them, the four of them. I cannot <laughs> keep that straight. With the four of them, it felt so like everything clicked into place, and I was just like, "Yes, fuck yeah!" And I fuck think, yeah, going back of like, I think that's why I love so much that this wasn't slotted into pucking around. Like this didn't yeah. happen in because it was okay at the end of that book that like whatever yes. dynamics it looked like it. They were all perfectly content with it, and, like, it could exist that way, and it did for a really long time. Right. And, like, it, it did develop into more, but it if we never would have gotten Pucking Ever After, like, I don't think I would have left feeling like, oh, Something why, is wrong. Yeah. yeah, like, why didn't yes. this happen? Agree. Totally agree. But it's I just totally kind agree. of, like, now that it did, I'm like, oh, I love that so I much. loved it. Oh, I was so happy. Yeah. I also okay. just like how she can write so much about the same couple and I'm still like, yeah, if you want to release volume two, I'll read it. <laughs> I'm like, I'll I'll be reading this until volume 40. I don't care. Uh, yeah. Like yeah. literally. Give me them as old in their old age. She like, could write about with- this couple for the rest of her career and I would just continue to read it. I don't want to correct you, Molly, but it is called a grupple. <laughs> I'm so sorry. You're so right. <laughs> this grupple. And we're out of control. <laughs> um, are we ready to rate? Yeah, I think if we don't move on, we will stay here forever. So I this think is already like the longest recording we've ever had. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's rate this book. Okay. Um. Ooh, this is okay off topic not off topic i <laughs> sorry i feel like normally i've already read a book i've like sat with it i have already put it on my story graph and i'm like this is my rating i literally sure. just finished reading these two minutes before we sat oh, down molly and so i'm like hold on welcome to the absolute feral world that is my life okay <laughs> welcome <laughs> i'm so happy to have you Okay. Mm-hmm. If we are just talking rating pucking around, I'm going to take yep. pucking ever after out of the equation for yep, right I now. I think we should. I think we should. I'm thinking four stars. Whew. Yeah. That's I th- higher than I thought you were going to give it. I'll be honest. Oh, wait, really? Yeah. 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 I'm, I think it's right for me, too. Yeah. But I just, I thought you might come in lower, but hell yeah. Same. Four stars. 100%. Four stars. Four stars. Okay. Um, spicy rating. I think five. Oh, this is absolutely a five. Star yeah. Book. 
without a doubt. Yep. It's both in quantity of spicy scenes and also like quality. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yeah. Five stars. I will and have revisited this book is all I'll say. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, moving on from that. um, We don't need to elaborate on that. (laughs) Sure don't want to. Um, So for the male lead. Yes. I think we should rank each. Agreed. Um, okay, so as you know, this is our segment called the male lead. <laughs> really tough transition there, folks, but just bear with me. Um, and this is, <laughs> this is our segment where Molly and I are on a quest for our ultimate book boyfriend, and we rank them on a scale of absolutely not being our lowest. Uh, here for a good time, not a long time. Uh, next is, I guess I'd introduce him to my parents. Uh, then we have the silver medalist. And finally, the top of the pyramid is uh, the gold standard. Amazing. So. Who are we starting we... with? Um, let's start with Daddy Caleb. Oh, Daddy K. Daddy Caleb. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. For me, Daddy K is for sure gold standard. Okay. I was going to say silver medalist. Okay. I, I think I, that tracks. <laughs> yeah. Based on our personalities, that tracks hard. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. So, Jake. <laughs> There's a lot I want to say, but I don't think I can say this it on a microphone. <laughs> Ooh, um, so, Jake. <clears throat> Jake. I, I'm going to be honest. Jake, to me, is here for a good time, not a long time. Wow. Okay. I, like, if it's about me having Jake as my boyfriend, I think he's an absolutely not. Okay. Your immediate reaction, I thought you were going higher than me. Mm-mm. Yeah. I, like, it could be fun for a minute. And then yeah. I'm, I'm sick of that nonsense. <laughs> like, I just... <laughs> no, I don't, I don't need you to behave that obsessed with me. No. No. Um, okay. Which leaves us with, uh, King of the World. Ooh. Omari. Mars. I want to say gold standard. Yeah. I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so, too. I yeah. love him. Yeah. I, I love his whole vibe. Mm-hmm. I loved his, like, slow burn and... Yeah, I just thought he was the best. There's also just something about this, like, broody, Mm -hmm. like, grumpy man who rarely speaks, but when he does, yeah, every word counts. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just loved him. Yeah. No, he he was fantastic. Yeah. I love, uh, this is, um, sharing a lot about my, like, Boye into hockey romance, but I do love a goalie. Is mm. what I've learned. Okay, I think this is actually the first goalie I've ever read. Really, I think so. I'd have to like go really go back through, but I think it might be the first goalie I've ever read. Which it 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 was great. No complaints. <laughs> Should we move to our not so kinsey scale? Yes. So, because we had, like, the absolute pinnacle of relationships, which is Jake and Caleb, 
Yes. We're going to put them on the not-so-crimson scale. We got um, We got to. Which is the our, uh, our queer alternative to the leading man. Um, and it's uh, the segment where the Mollies use their best discretion to rank the central relationship in the book on the not-so-crimson scale. Our categories are from the bottom to the top. We have purple, which is painful to read, a.k.a. a, a gay tragedy. Uh, that means everybody is dead because everybody is gay. Um, moving up from there, we have blue, which is the Brokeback Mountain, which is just like everyone is in a lot of pain, once again, because everyone is gay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> moving up, we have a book that uh, we find, or a relationship that we find kind of gross because there were just like too much homophobia, too much sadness, etc. Yellow is your close, almost great. Orange is outrageously hot, which is a category that speaks for itself. (laughs) And red is raise the roof, perfect, beautiful, we loved it. Oh, Jake and Caleb. (sighs) Yes. Um, I feel like I would like to break the rules of our game. (laughs) Oh, okay. A twist. A twist. Um, And I want to put them in both red and orange i was gonna say the same thing because my my like immediate reaction was obviously raise the roof but i don't want it to be lost how outrageously outrageously hot hot. their relationship is yes yes 100 percent. okay we can absolutely (laughs) break that rule yeah and i think it it tracks with like you know, queerness in general or always bending mm-hmm. rules. Um, <laughs> yeah. Red, orange. <laughs> there we I, go. I didn't like it, but I did say it. <laughs> but it happened. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I do, though. I just, I love them. I, like, yeah. oh, their friends to lovers arc, their slow burn, the tension was so good. Yeah. I the, don't like, know if I've ever had that, like, like the visceral reaction I had when they finally confessed their feelings and hooked up, like, by themselves without Rachel present, that I was yes. just like, I've been waiting my whole life for this. And I love, like, okay, the, like, energy of that moment, too, being, like, right after, or, like, during a game mm-hmm. where they're playing the person that injured Caleb, and it yes. being Jake being so pissed that someone, like, brought harm to Caleb, and, like, him having that emotion, like, I just, it was so good. I loved it. It was so good. Also, very, very side note, but, like, the fact that he was still in his hockey uniform, I yes. Mhm. Yeah. Okay. So good. So Ugh, <laughs> raise the roof so and outrageously, outrageously hot. hot. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Could not agree more. Yeah. This it's like, you know, um the roof, the roof, <laughs> the, the roof, roof is, is on, on fire. fire. <laughs> That's what this one is. Um, I love do you, it. Are you are you ready for anatomy class, Mom? <laughs> yes, I'm ready for anatomy class. Um, as a reminder, anatomy class is where uh one of us Molly's shares a euphemism for a body part that we've come across in a romance book that we either absolutely hate or find hilarious. Um, I do believe it is my turn. 
it is a Molly Bailey. So, okay. I have one to share that I I don't know how other people feel about this one. I feel like sometimes the ones we pick were like that's just like objectively bad. I don't know sure. how others feel about this and it comes sure. up a lot. It came up in this book also. Seed. Ooh. When come is described as seed, uh-huh. I hate it mm-hmm. so much. It is like I feel like it's always present, especially when like a breeding king is present. Yes. Whether or not that's like very like like prominent knowledge. Like sometimes there's a breeding king right. and like it's a little more subtle. Um And but that's I fine. Do, like yeah. I'm all no. for you having your breeding kink. I like that is completely fine. But do oh. not call it your seed. I yeah. Just... Seed is rough. Yeah. Seed is rough. Seed yeah. Is rough. Um did you see the DM we got recently about this? <laughs> I did. And actually that fits so well to talk about here. Yeah. Um someone DM'd us, a friend of ours actually DM'd us uh about a <laughs> uh another euphemism they had heard that was um baby batter. I which hate I hate. Once arguably again, arguably no, worse than seed. Right. Every blessing to my my breeding kink uh pals right and you know i'm a big fan of raven the breeding king i won't lie but like mm-hmm. baby batter no no just call it come like i just yeah. like, we like we don't need a reminder as to like what the biological reality of come is no Do you know what i mean like, like we don't like, need the yeah. dripping in my seed <laughs> no and like you, at this point, everyone knows that I have songs stuck in my head kind of all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and as soon as I read Baby Batter, I was singing Baby Back Ribs. <laughs> I want my baby back, baby back. Like, baby back. Like, over and over and over. <laughs> and I, it got away from me real quick. Like, yep. Baby Batter, baby back. Oh, it's my gosh. It's too hard to say. <sighs> okay. No. Not into that. No, not into that. Not into that. All right. Is it time to talk about what we're reading next? <laughs> I think so. Um, <laughs> wow. So we made what? a decision. <laughs> Molly, I have to interrupt you. Did we talk about Monster Cock? <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't. Honestly, this fits in with anatomy class, so it's just a bonus anatomy bonus class. Bonus anatomy right class. Now. Gosh, her it was only towards Omari. Right. But the amount of times that his dick was referred to as a monster, monster cock. Monster cock. And the flashbacks I was having to reading Get in My Swamp and I was yes. I was unwell. Yes. Reading it. Oh my god, yes. That's all I could think about. Was was that I also was having um flashes of um God what's the one that you hate a weapon of mass destruction like that, <laughs> yes that was also it's on the same it's same vibe energy. same, same vibe yeah yeah no oh gosh I can't believe we didn't talk about that I can't believe we got to this part of the episode and, <laughs> and had not talked about monster, monster God. God. <laughs> we're losing it oh gosh. okay um. 
So our next book is uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> is called uh, Ice Planet Barbarians by Ruby Dixon. We were feeling uh, drawn to uh, all the talk of tentacles. <laughs> we let the uh, the tentacle vibrator choose what came next for us, <laughs> and it chose alien smut. <laughs> and it chose alien smut. I'm excited for us. I'm excited. If you want to read along, <laughs> this is also, we saw the first book in a 21, 21 book, book series. series. <laughs> so. And I missed Here we go. I was like, are we reading one or, and you were like, we are not reading all of them. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's fair. Because we have, like with priests, we're like, let's try to read all three of them. No, I'm not <laughs> reading 21 alien books between now and the next time we record but let's start with the first one and see <laughs> i honestly think that i could probably pull it off so i'll let you know <laughs> if you want to take one for the team and read all the whole series go for it <laughs> i'm not gonna stop you but i also don't think i'll join you <laughs> oh god oh and, and with that happy reading (laughs) don't forget to read whatever the hell you want be shameless we love it bye much laughing out of this episode. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> this is <laughs> it's so much funnier than when we were like nervous giggling in our first episode because yeah. we're not nervous. We're just like losing our minds. Um <laughs> This whole God. episode has just been <laughs> so unhinged. God, I wonder, Ooh. I genuinely am wondering, like, is it going to be funny to anyone else? Or is this episode <laughs> just going to really be I really hope so because us we... cackling. I have been crying laughing while recording this. <laughs> and I feel like it might not be funny to other people. <laughs> I know. I think, th- I think title of that for this one is The Mollies Get the Giggles. <laughs> Yes, I think that is perfect.